right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, y'all. I got some show dates, and I want you to come and see me, so let me give you the details so you can get tickets and make plans. On November 5th, I'll be in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania at Parks Casino. Basically, Philly, but like Ben Salem. Then, from November 11th to the 13th, I'll be in Tacoma, Washington at Super Funny Comedy Club. That's the name of it. It's the Super Funny Comedy Club. Next up, I'll be in Portland, Oregon at Helium Comedy Club from November 18th to the 20th. For one night only, I'll be in Calgary at Southern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium on November 27th for a cool night. It's a fundraiser for uh, the uh, Owen Hart Foundation, Bret Hart's uh, uh, brother who passed away. And it's it's going to be a great time. I'm doing my whole new act. You're going to love it. I mean, I'm doing my whole new act everywhere, but this is a special thing. And from December 9th through the 12th, I'll be in Sacramento at the Punchline in California. More shows are always being added, so just keep checking RussellPeters.com or my Instagram, at RussellPeters. Follow me as well, because it's free. All right, you freaks? Now enjoy the show. Oh, my God. So are you happy the pandemic is nearing a close, we hope, so you could go back on the road, or are you like, yuck? I've been on the road now for the past year, and it's been great. Yeah? You still get that thing from the audience that you I don't do. have internally because really you're an do. empty void of a person? No, because I just feel like I've got things I want to say. Yeah? It's not really about the acceptance anymore. It's more about I, I, there's some shit I want to get off my chest nowadays. What do you like talking about now? Now I'm really talking about millennials and Gen Zs and cancel culture and woke culture. and. See, I enjoy the millennials and the wokeness. Well, I, I'm shitting on them, but I'm, I'm shitting but on them in a way where I'm like identifying them. that it's our generation that caused their problems. 100%. Yeah. And I think also millennials millennials what they have not millennials but the one what's the later one gen z those people are the ones who are actually going to change things and they're going to fix what the millennials are breaking right like every black lives matter protest i went to the good ones were run by teenagers or early 20s yeah. and it's like mm, no our and by the way my generation fucking sucks people over 60 are douchebags no are you offense. considered a, you're not considered a yuppie I'm considered a baby boomer, but the last year you could be one. So I hate my age group because they're all We're Gen X, right? You and I? How old are you guys? 51, 50-something. 
Imagine how could I be the best looking one? It just uh, astounds me in every room I am. Hang on there, hooker lips. Um, (laughs) Let me show you my bunion. (laughs) Dude, can I tell you about bunions? They're horrible. They're awful. People think it's a corn. It's a bone spur, and it don't get the operation, man. Because I had a bitch. Did you do it, dude? It grew back. She's a shifty bastard, and she was one of your people. You want me to talk to her? So I thought she was very responsible. No. I judged her on race alone, which I shouldn't have. No. (laughs) That's one book you shouldn't have judged. No, I should not have. No, but it's it's wild, man. I'm not getting no more operations. I got the weight loss surgery, and that was it. Did you do the skin? uh... Didn't have to, thank God. Oh, really? Because of my height, I think. Mm. I think it was my height. My brother's got a lot of floppy skin now, and he wants to do it. He should do it. But uh, It's painful as fuck. They say it's painful, and, and it could fucking burst open and go septic on you. Because they're literally you know, giving you a seam. That's true. You're going to be like a fucking teddy bear yeah, at the Yeah, but end. what are you going to like walk around with your flabby skin hanging out? Broads don't like that. I mean, he's married. He doesn't... Uh... Oh, yeah. He has low self-esteem. He could deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming he does, because everyone does. I mean, he doesn't talk about it, so he may. We don't know. But, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if he wants to do it, I got to. I always you know. see him with a Louis Vuitton purse, so I'm suspicious. <laughs> he likes nice things, my brother. I really used to too. I kept one nice thing. I got rid of everything else. I kept this Cartier watch, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you why. Because it was a gift from a movie I did badly. Which movie? Called like, what was it called? Was it a Jeff it was, Foxworthy? It was movie? definitely a Foxworthy uh, billing ball production. Yeah. yeah, and it was something about the war. I can't remember. If somebody could look up my IMDb, Lisa Lampanelli, IMDb, um, it was something about. Uh, it was a pun about the military. So I was on this movie. And they gave every listen to this, so Russell, you'll love this because our manager at the time was this real baller named JP. So a Delta we, farce. Yeah, Delta farce. That really was a Larry the Cable Guy movie. Yeah, I told you, I would lie to you. So Larry, JP gave everybody, all the stars of the movie, these beautiful cars. What's JP's watches. name again? JP uh, Williams. Williams. Yes. So he gave everybody these I dealt beautiful. With him. I know everybody's done with them. Gave them the watch. I didn't get a watch because I had like four lines. So I was in the in the the uh, offices one day. And I go, oh, those are beautiful watches. And he goes, he was such a big shotter. He he thought he was such. I mean, he was really liked to treat people who he liked at the time. And he goes, hey, run over, get Lisa one too. So I'm like, that's the watch I saved. And also, I mean, it's nice, right? Yeah. Also, I have this badass bracelet that says, you know what that says on it? So does it say addicted? It says abdicate. Oh, abdicate. Which Sorry. means I abdicated my throne as the queen of mean. And it's to keep me humble and remember that I'm not better than anyone except Russell right now. Who do you think? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm other, it's factual. I'm it's so factual. Famous. I was going to say, who did you, who do you think, heir, who was the heir to your throne? Nikki? Oh, yes. I love her. She's yeah. a good girl. Yeah, Nikki Nikki's Glazer cool. to Nikki, me. Nikki, worst feet ever. Um, yes, I've heard this. Horrible. Because uh, I, I have a foot fetish. Them. You do? And I always tell her, I go, Nikki, I'm sure you got great feet. She goes, oh, you have no idea how bad they are. And I go, how bad can they be? And then she showed me, I go, holy fuck, they're terrible. Yeah. Her and George Takei have the worst feet in Hollywood. <laughs> Not at the same time, though. Not at the same time. But yeah, she, I feel, you know why I like her, too? She has mad respect for me, and that always wins me over when somebody loves me so much. She contends that she emceed for me at Stanford and Sons down in KC right when I was getting famous, and she was just sort of a local chick. And I was always, and she goes, I knew to leave you alone. I knew to not say hi, but you were so nice to me. Dude, I don't remember, 
but I imagine I'm shocked I was nice to anyone at the time because I was always, always nice. so angry. I never find, see. I never. I always looked at you, your anger as as a character. I never looked at. I well, always, I think I. I looked, always felt like I knew Lisa and did. Lisa Lampanelli went on stage. No, you're right. Lisa Lampanelli was like 10 percent of my personality, but sometimes that did leak out into opening acts and also hotel front desk people. I remember during the last three years of my career, I was working on my anger a lot, and I would check into hotels and goes go did you check me in before and if they said yes i'd say do i owe you an apology from last time because i used to just scream at them because everything i was so tired all the time and i had such huge emotional anger because of you know my mother was a rageaholic she yelled i just learned it as a behavior mm -hmm. and i do, did owe a lot of people apologies there's a lot of gift baskets you got to buy. <laughs> One bitch, I got, I bought her a thousand dollars worth of massages. That's how bad I yelled. Wow. Yeah, and it's not good. My friend of mine said, "Why don't you just stop yelling? You'll have to buy way less massages." This and I said, a, "This makes a lot of sense." This was a trained behavior, learned behavior. I think what happened was my mother, bless her heart, she was role modeled anger from her mom. I was role modeled from her. You didn't know how to be vulnerable and just cry. Right. And today, I'll be honest. A little tear came to my eye when I complained to some about the at the front desk about something, about and Netflix? I said, "I said, you see, I'm getting emotional, and I'd rather do that than yell, because it has to. The emotion has to with me come out somehow, and I would rather that gay gentleman, because I know he's a gay, because he's a fan of mine. I'd rather go around saying Lampanelli cried a little at the front desk than she screamed at me. Like I just and until I could be so evolved that I could just be even, I'd rather they see the vulnerable than the other." It just doesn't hurt as much to them. So I'm just trying not to leave shrapnel wherever I go. And I'm trying not to also let everybody fucking suffer for how I was brought up, you know? Like that my mom wasn't a crier, she was a yeller. And ultimately, it's the same thing. What about your dad? He was so humble and nice. Greatest guy, even tempered, even keel. What's his name? Len. Len. Len Lampanelli? Len Lampanelli. Yeah. That's not an Italian. Oh, Leonardo. Leonardo. No? no, Leonard. And he also retired when he was 62. So I had a good role model on Wait, that. Wait, so was he Italian Italian or like a Italian? Olive Garden Italian? Yeah. He was more like second or third generation. Oh, yeah. So, so not really. I think in our house, we pretended to be white. I really do. We were kind of like thought we were white. My sister to this day wears vineyard vines. <laughs> and, you know, so what we don't, I'm like, we're not that white. I mean, but we're kind of white. Yeah, I wish we'd have learned to have, like, the Italian curse words and, oh, I wish we had all that. But we didn't. I always looked at you as an Italian girl, but then I realized when I think back, well, wasn't Jimmy Italian? Yeah, he was way more Italian than me. Canizzaro. Oh, yeah. And he had the family who had that typical Italian stuff. But, hey, I didn't get that gift. I didn't get the Sopranos gift. I wish I did. Yeah. You were loud like an Italian. Totally, man. Battle mm. axe. Wait, were you in Connecticut? Yeah. That that that's a That's funny too, because everybody bad associates right you as New York. I know. I, I just assume New York yeah. all the time. And then New York comedy ish. Yeah. But definitely Connecticut. When, when you started what year? Uh nineteen ninety. Oh, okay. You're right on. after the boom. Always I started, stop after the boom. I that's, started I started in eighty nine, so I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And I said that was the best time to start because nobody was paying attention to comedy. No, yeah, we could get away we with You make all anything. the mistakes you fucking wanted, yeah. and nobody gave a shit. You're doing comedy? Yeah, who cares? Nobody cares. Well, also, I was smart enough not to be seen in the city till I was good. Mm -hmm. I was doing comedy seven years before I was seen in New York or L.A. Because I was like, I don't want to be seen as an amateur or an open micer. So I was like, oh, when you go onto the scene in the city, and they're like, well, who's that? She's doing something different. Yeah. Because I was like the only woman who was kind of doing that stuff. Because Joan Rivers kind of was 
different and she was way back. So that was pretty cool. I see we viewed it a little bit as a science too. Yes. Not just an art. We knew how to like work some shit. Yeah, people uh I think nowadays go, I think I'm pretty funny. Uh I'm going to do stand up or I'm like I don't I, if you think you're funny, don't fucking do stand up. That's true. But you want to know what the best part of stand up ever was and that's why I like recreating it now and what I do. I when I retired goes, when was I actually happy doing comedy? Like really happy was when I was open micing. Yep. And all the comics would go to the diner after and just throw around jokes. And the rule was, if you don't do it in a month, I'm doing it. Like, that's a good no. joke. No. So, don't waste it. Yeah. So now, doing the podcast with these guys, shameless second plug, Losers with a Dream, available everywhere. Make Lisa <laughs> famous again, hashtag. Hey, Courtney, uh, I don't need to bring it up. Yes. I know. I know. Don't worry. I shoehorn everything in. That, but then sitting around writing jokes with these guys and going, truly, I see they have a future. I'm like, oh my God, I'm able to do stuff from the cute parts of my life versus that stuff that became very upsetting and just too much for me. You well, know, I, I think didn't you like were the it. outlet for a lot of people. In what way? You were, you were saying the things that everybody was too scared to say. You had the anger that everybody was too scared to let well, out. Well, I do get a lot of, I in the old days and you still... Were, you were the voice for them. Well, but a lot of it is that women who are like, oh my God, I could never stick up for myself or yell at somebody or handle a heckler or I could never like speak my mind. And I'm like, oh, so I helped you find a voice. That's good. Hopefully it was a good voice and not a fucking weird QAnon Trump voice. Hopefully it was a democratic <laughs> voice that showed everybody is equal. But, you know, I can't control who my fans are either. I think most of them got it for the right reasons since so many people of different races, as you know, with your shows, they're the ones who show up. Yeah. When it's mostly different people than white people, you know you're doing it right. I'm finding more white people showing up on my shows nowadays. Do you Which is give interesting them a to test me. to make sure that they're Democrats before you let them in? Because I would. I um, <laughs> Well, you know, we live in a weird time where the things I'm saying are like, these people agree and then those people agree and i'm like that's interesting how did i get these people to agree on this well that is good because you get I, the liberals that are um that are, are are not uh the flaky snowflake liberals well that's the good ones the yeah. ones who didn't go too far like the ones bill maher really likes like i yeah. love when bill maher talks about like the right kind of liberals and then the ones who are going you know we should have separate um dorms for black students yeah at that's colleges. terrible that's all bad it's awful two national anthems all that bullshit he's like separate but equal is a bad thing so we get those liberals which mm -hmm. i liked but i didn't like that at the end of every show towards the end i had to do a big thing about don't come up to me at the end because i've I'd had this happen and say oh i really love them jew jokes if you're picking out one group you don't like you don't belong in the audience get the fuck out right now so i would have to like address these people who might actually be racist and i hated it you know but again but, you when did you control. have to do that at the end of a show i did it after every show or at the end of every i made it funny you know but i'd always address it and I also did this too. I would always say, and don't come up to me after. This is how you knew I was annoyed. I'd always go, and don't come up to me and ask for an autograph. You want something? You fucking buy some shit. I got a fat <laughs> husband and two goddamn dogs to feed. I'm the only income. Don't fucking, and do you know, everybody bought shit after that. <laughs> if you warn them. I'm going to have to take notes on this one. When I all, yeah, I hate that. Because Eddie's my assistant, but he seems to think he's just my t-shirt seller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Eddie, you know how Eddie sells t-shirts? He literally does this. He holds it up. Oh, he <laughs> says. Hey, guys, t-shirts. No, I used to fuck, I used to have an opening act would promote and would freaking work it. But I think what you do is to 
you, you warn people what you don't like and how you don't like to be treated. I didn't like when they'd come up to me and say, uh, good show, Lisa. And I'd say, at the end of the show, I go, don't come up to me and call me by my first name either. It's Miss Lampanelli to you. I'm better than you and richer and I have more money and more fans and I hate you, die. Call me Miss Lampanelli. Do you know uh, Miss Lampanelli, may I? I love that shit. Oh, I should actually, you know, <laughs> you I'm, bullied I'm, them into I'm it. glad you brought all this up. I'm going to make the guys on the podcast call me Miss Lampanelli from now on. <laughs> Who are Who they? Who the fuck do they think they are? Bo McDowell and Nick Scopes, they are, no, Scopoletti, of course, you have to have an Italian in there. Right. And they're two comics, been doing this about three years. And again- Oh, they're new the, guys. Yeah, the reason it, it occurred, because they were so funny that I was like, oh, I like this. And they can talk about deep issues and not shy away because of their age. People my age won't go on and be vulnerable and talk about things like- Fear of success, acceptance, daring to be bad at something. Like all these deep things that everybody wrestles with, millennials will talk about. So that's why I like them, because they're not all closed up as men. I can't believe straight guys will go deep about subjects. So that's why we do the, the podcast. Then I get to make fun of them a little bit. Yeah, you get to mock them a little bit. That's always... Well, and always then. Then I help them I with mean, their the life. mockery's good This is for how you. I am. I'm a giver, God damn it. If I'm not giving sexually for the past 17 years, now it's 17, I might as well give with the wind and chill. help these guys. Yeah, <laughs> it does, yes. It's 12 years, but with the wind chill, it feels Believe like 17. Me, it's windy up there. <laughs> up there? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm very proud of it. I just go, it's me being me at my best. I think until 10, 10 years from now where I'm like, now I'm a ballroom dancer on Dancing with the Stars. I'm just putting it out there. If you listen, you should cast me in that. You'd be good on Dancing with the Stars. I could be the world's oldest winner. I'm just saying. No, they didn't they have somebody on who was They've like about 80 years old? never won it though. Mm. Mm. She didn't win! <laughs> Well, what did I say? See she broke her hip doing a twirl. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Remember when Jeff Ross broke his hip and I was like, wow, you really do want to be an old Catskill comic, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Those roasts, man, they're not as good anymore, huh? They, I don't find them as as good. Uh, and, I, and I'm saying that because after you and Geraldo, I was like, man. And Patrice only got to do one. Well, Patrice, he was mean. Patrice, uh, but Patrice is... I mean, I love Patrice, and I used to sleep on his and Keith Robinson's couch back in the day, 25 about years the ago. the two meanest people to live with. But Keith isn't mean. Keith is fucking hilarious. You oh, know my that. God. I was so thin-skinned. I had I remember so you told me they hated problems you. with all those guys because I was so thin-skinned. And I do blame myself 50% because I can't, I'm an insult comic who can't take a joke. That's like being a porn star that's allergic to semen. I get it. That's like being a pedophile who doesn't like children's parties. Okay, we get it. Lisa, take You're a niche. joke. But I literally, I literally was so thin-skinned that I thought they all hated me. But also, like, I just could not, like, I'm not mean off stage. So I couldn't understand why they were sparring off stage. I was like, you guys, they, I, in my head, I always go, why not just limit it to the stage? Like, if I walked in here today and you were just like, hey, making fun all the time, I'd be like, oh, my God, Russell, get more stage time, you fucking douche. You know? <laughs> so I always thought they hated me. If they did, they did. That's fine. They but didn't. I do blame myself 50% for being so... I mean, even now I'm super thin skinned. Like I just really, I mean, not about stuff I can accept. Like I can accept I'm getting older. So age jokes don't bother me. But if somebody like comments me with stuff I'm really insecure about, it really hurts. I get that. I get people saying the wrong thing to me online and I immediately block them. See, that's smart. I just 
don't read and start I can't to cry. engage. I'm like, oh, really? Is that what you want to think? They're smart fuck. And then I un, I remove them as a follower and then I block them. I go, there you go, motherfucker. I got to do more of that because I don't have too many people doing that since I retired. But I remember I went to the, this is definitely a humble brag. I was invited to the opening night of Hamilton. So I was a big shot back then. So you got to bet every celebrity was You're there. You're still a big shot. Well, you so just decided to step away. I'm an abdicated away. big shot. So what ends up happening, this Hamilton, as you know, best, biggest hit ever. So I'm on the red carpet. For some reason, I got picked as one of the best dressed. And I will admit I looked really good. Well, I'm all thin and my dress is beautiful. I'm so happy. Well, I get all these great comments. And one woman goes, yeah, you look good from the neck down, but you're, you, you really need to do some surgery on your face, which, by the way, I just don't believe in, so I'll never do I'm it. I'm with you. I don't like it either. Yeah, and I just go, wow, isn't it interesting how that didn't hurt my feelings because I accept my face. Right. But if she had said, oh, I bet you're going to get fat again, I would have had hurt feelings. Yep. So the things we can't control and the things, I mean, we can't control anything, but the things we feel we should be able to control, like our body or our career, those are the things That's I get Falco, hurt right? by. That, don't I look like Edie Falco there? I should have played her sister in the You really could have played Edie Falco's sister. You still can. I told you, late to the party, always. I, I, the, I had that idea to be Edie Falco's sister after the fucking Sopranos was, was done. Did I ever tell you I was in a movie David Chase made, the creator of the Sopranos, made a movie about his life called Not Fade Away, and he cast me as his to play one of his aunts because I reminded him of her. Dude, after that, this was before my fabulous two broke girls experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dude, I came home every day sobbing. It was the best movie ever. It's such a good movie. I was so bad, or I thought I was so bad, and I put so much pressure on myself that I came home sobbing every day and said, you suck. David Chase did not smile once. Fast forward 12 years later, I read, David Chase never smiles. He has resting bitch face. I took it personally. So I think... I should not. I should have asked him. Hey, David Chase, am I doing good? And he would have said yes, or you're cut out of the movie. <laughs> I was so. Listen, I think the lesson we have here is: don't judge yourself harshly. If you think someone hates you, ask them, "Do you hate me?" If it's you, my Jewish friend, they're going to say yes and <laughs> mean Jewish it. Friend. Me and Russell, people will probably like us, and they'll say, "No, I just have resting cunt face. I have resting cunt face." <laughs> <laughs> But isn't it terrible to make did you that like, assumption? Did, oh, that's him right there. Look at he never smiles. He's with Gandolfini, the greatest actor, except for Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert Downey Jr., who I <laughs> think are fantastic. I think DiCaprio's the best. Isn't he top shelf? I think he's fucking incredible. He is so good. The Departed, am I right? Everything. The Catch me if you can. Oh, catch me if you can. Do you cry when you see that? I cry. I never cried, time. but I just really enjoy the movie. Wow. At the end, the thing with the father, I just always am like, wow. Yeah, the father stuff will get me sometimes. You know, a movie made me cry? Fucking Click. Click. The Adam Sandler movie where he had the remote and he could fast forward Listen, his life. I don't watch. I don't watch these things. Well, no, he had. there was a scene. If the New York Times doesn't like it, I don't watch it. I'm classy. He fast forwarded through his life. I appreciate your low life go, there ahead. You go He fast forwarded through his life. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And he went to the future and his dad was dead. Yeah. And he was like, where's my dad? And he was like, 
he died. You were mean to him. And I was like, wow, that is sad. And but then I was like, my movie, dad has so just died a- at that time. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. It's circumstantial yeah, sadness. And I was like, oh, fuck, this sucks. Did you ever go on antidepressants and it was just because you were supposed to be sad? Like, I was <laughs> such an idiot. I, I fully appreciate that uh, people now embrace their mental health. They take meds. I think it's all fantastic. For me, though, I was never clinically depressed, but I decided, wait, I'm a little sad. My father died. I'll go on Lexapro. What a fucking idiot I was. I didn't need it. It didn't make me less sad. What I did was, do you know how hard it is getting off Lexapro once you're on it? It's literal detox. And so it took me six months to get off It fucks off with your shit. chemical imbalance. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes yeah. you have an imbalance. Yeah, but... A friend of mine used to do a joke about... Um, uh, what's the other fucking antidepressant? The first well, one. Well, there's Wellbutrin, Zoloft, Z- Xanax. Z- what was the first first one that everybody was? Uh, Paxil. No. Uh, it begins with a P, I think. It was. Look uh, up antidepressants. No, no, there was. It was like. Look a, at the smile on David Chase. By the way, that's a non-depressed human being oh, right yeah. there. Huh? Eddie, th- we don't oh. need you trying to read right now. It was, uh, you know. Uh, I think the girl has to look it up. Prozac, Prozac. That's what it was. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. I used to do a joke. He said, this is me. Uh, this is my life before Prozac. My life sucks. This is me on Prozac. My life sucks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Your circumstances. Yeah. You're still, your life still sucks. You're just happier about it. A lot of us men have been conditioned to be these tough guys, stiff upper lip types who hold in our feelings like they're a burgeoning fart in an elevator. But it's not healthy to hold in your feelings, guys, so please don't let it keep you from seeking the mental health you need. I'm not ashamed to say that talking to a therapist has really helped me through some tough times, and my only regret is waiting as long as I did to start. Just like it helps to hire a personal trainer when you're working on your physical health, the same is true about meeting with a therapist to work on your mental health. Talkspace makes it possible to speak with a licensed therapist right from your phone, tablet, or computer. It could not be easier. And unlike traditional therapy, you can message your therapist anytime via text, video, or voice. It's 100% secure and stigma-free, the way therapy should be. I know starting something new can be hard, but I promise you Talkspace makes the whole process incredibly simple. It's one of the most hassle-free, easy-to-use services I've ever encountered so far, which is not always true of traditional in-person therapists. Talkspace has all the benefits of therapy without the hassle of setting appointments and waiting a week or more between conversations. Whether you struggle with anxiety, depression, self-doubt, or anything else, Talkspace gives you access to help you need to move forward. Facing these obstacles isn't easy, and let me tell you something. You don't win a prize for doing it alone. So get the help you need with Talkspace. Join Talkspace today and start moving forward with a single message. Just visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code PETERS at signup. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code PETERS. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. 
This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I just really approve of people being on it who need it. I never needed it, and I was such an idiot. And then this past summer, by the way, during the pandemic, I call a friend, and it was a really tough summer for me because I was doing all this trauma therapy. I've never had a trauma with a capital T, but lots of small T traumas like all of us. So I'm doing all this trauma work. It's all really intense. So pick a pandemic to do it during. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, you got time. Yeah, so I did. That was why I call a friend. I'm crying. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm here anymore. I mean, I have no hobbies. I'm useless. I really didn't didn't do anything for the world. And, you know, you just go through that. And uh, you know it's going to pass. But at the time, it feels real. She goes to me, just take Lexapro. <laughs> and I'm like, I, but I, I, I think I called the wrong friend. Yeah. Because this wasn't right for me. It works for her, but no. Get on drugs, Lisa. You'll feel so much better. I know. And I'm not a drinker. I don't like booze i never liked the pot i've never tried a hard drug <laughs> he laughed at the pot and so i just there's and by the way when you ask your brother that former fat fuck ask him <laughs> i love him he always treated me nice now we don't have food to go to what do you do with your feelings like i got what do i do i don't f i don't eat what do i do how can't i yell and cry at the front desk staff at the peninsula I love the peninsula because I steal their towels because they have a big P on them. And my last name is Well, Peters. can I tell you what they'll do for you, by the way? What? If you stay there a lot. See, you don't have to because you live here. Mm-hmm. Peninsula, literally, if you bring your dogs, there's an embroidered towel with the dog's name on it. There's really? a doggy menu. And they once had my sheets embroidered with queen of mean oh wow that's really? badass i saved that shit like i threw out a lot of my memorabilia but i'm saving those sheets yeah are you kidding because for the clan rally absolutely uh, <laughs> j jk jk uh, <laughs> jew killer <laughs> there you go. Oh, lisa I lampanelli like inglorious bastard <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my God. Russell, what is the world coming to? I'm so glad I did your podcast because I thought they said Russell Brands. And I said, well, <laughs> look at this. He has 80 million downloads. He's got 172,000 reviews. He is a cunt, though. No, I, I don't know him. I'm just kidding. Is he? He's a cunt. I'm no kidding. Oh, I have no problem saying it. That's good. So I'll tell you why. Let, let, me, let me tell you why. Yeah, let's hear this. Like 21 years ago. Wow, specific. When I was in England, he was an open mic, open micer. And I would do all these, I was doing all these sets to get ready for Edinburgh at the time, because I was doing Edinburgh that year. And he would always be doing these open mics, and he was he was always very nice. Hmm. And I'm like, and he was like, hey, Russell, how you doing? It's uh, Russell Brand. We did the gig. And I go, yeah, how you doing, man? Good to see you. And he had like a tan. So I was like, are you sure you're not fucking like half Indian or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm just English. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And, uh, then he started making it and yeah. doing movies and becoming famous. And I was like, wow, I remember that kid. That's so awesome. Yeah. I was so happy for the guy. I'm at the Grove uh, here in LA and I, I see him and I go, hey, Russell. I'm excited to see the guy. I go, oh, hey, no. Russell. He goes, how you doing, mate? And I go, no, it's Russell Peters. He goes, yeah, nice to meet you. And I'm like, I, I can't. I go, I can't. Nice to meet you. We used to do, we used to do gigs together like t back in 2000. At, Madam Jojo's and all these places in, in uh, London. He goes, uh, to be honest with you, man, I don't really remember much from back then. Oh, he's probably all drunk. And I go, well, he had made well, that's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but I was like, but no. still a dick move. Yeah, I was like, I was like, really? And he's like, anyway, good luck, man, good luck. And I'm like, good oh. luck. I'm like, fuck you, pal. And then I was like, all right. So then I see him at the comedy store again one night, maybe about a, a year and a half later, two years later. I mean, maybe a few years later. And I had my Rolls Royce with me at the time. Sure. And I and I'm and I'm standing by my car and I go and I see him and I go, Oi, mate. And he goes, Oh, there's an Englishman over there. And then I go, How you doing, man? He goes, Hey mate, uh, nice to meet you. And I'm like, oh. I and I was like, fuck you, pal. I don't uh, and then well, my Well, let me tell you something. Here's one thing I like about you. I have there's many things I like about you, but one is that you're actually happy for people when they make it. You could be just play acting that, but no. you really present and I, I'm pretty good at reading if it's bullshit i think you actually were happy for him and you're happy for others that we've talked yeah. about so that's a very rare quality by the way in comics yeah and we have to fight being competitive it's really tough to there's always that moment funny. where we're like how did this motherfucker get right it? but you fight it and you were legit happy for him yeah what was so funny i had a similar incident and it didn't end as badly with jim gaffigan because my appearance has changed so much people don't recognize me anymore but i used to live on the upper west side i saw him walking and I was like, Jim. And he's like, hey, how you doing? And I was like thinking I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. I go, no, dude, Lampanelli. He's like, holy shit. But you almost get in the mindset of this is just a fan coming up to me. Yeah. So he quickly got out of it. This Russell didn't even like freaking. Didn't even pretend. Didn't even pre you have to. And by the way, Gaffigan always was, I don't know him well at all, but I do remember when we were open micing together, like legit Connecticut open micing, not even the city. My first joke ever that I ever did is still one of my funniest. And Which I is? love it. It's just, it's so so silly. But Gaffigan always said it was his favorite joke ever. And I was always just honored that he liked it so much. We'd like to hear no, it now. Well, back then I was just doing, it was an open mic. I was just doing five, my first five minutes was about food and weight and diets. Mm -hmm. So I remember when um, I had a joke during my first little five minute set where I got up. I just recently watched this because I made my podcast uh, buddies watch it. And they were like, wow, you were good even back then. So I said something like, you know, I really hate when I go in, people have to always comment on my weight. I go, I go into work the other day and I'm seven minutes late. Seven minutes late. So my boss goes, Lisa, 
I mean, it's going to not land well. <laughs> seven minutes late. She goes, Lisa, you're seven minutes late. I go, you saying I'm fat? So <laughs> that's like, and it's a good joke. Okay. And then I had a call back at the end and Gaffigan fucking loved it because that's the way his style. Right. It's clean. And by the way, speaking of clean, that's the worst advice I ever got in comedy, but oh, from right. the that best intention. Early 90s. That's all about, you got to go clean, bro. Guess who told me that? Who? Rickles. This made me laugh so hard. And what a gentleman, though, because he's the Friars Club set me up to meet him because they knew he was my hero and I did insult comedy. So I meet him and it's old school. It's Atlantic City. And he's, you know, after the show, he's in his tux, takes off the jacket, has a robe over the tux, you know, that whole thing. So he goes to me and he's the best. He goes, so I hear, you know, you do that kind of thing that I do. That's great. Good. Da, 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 da. Just do yourself a favor. Stay clean. Work clean. And at the time, it was cunt, 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 cunt all the he time. He told me the same yeah. shit. And he goes, because you'll get this, because you'll work everywhere. So I go, oh, my God, thank you, Mr. Rickles. I will. I leave. And I go, what am I want to do a fucking bar mitzvah? I'm saying what I want. <laughs> but in my heart, I knew I should. I didn't mind that Rickles gave me the advice, because that's his journey and his path. But I hated when comics who weren't successful yet and had like one TV special or not, not a special or one TV deal that never happened mm -hmm. would say, you know, there was this one guy who had a deal out of Montreal TV show never got made. Ha ha. He <laughs> said to me, he goes, look, I like what you do. Name him. Uh, I, I forget his name. Uh, <laughs> I like what you do, but uh, you know what? Saying those ethnic slurs, like can't you just not say those? And I go, no, man, it's fucking great. I fucking love it because people love me of those persuasions and they get it and you don't and you're white. So if I want career advice, I'll ask somebody with a career. Like I literally <laughs> knew what I wanted so bad and knew I was right that I didn't mind being that insulting to him. But I'm like, why would people give unsolicited advice? Yep. Like, did I ask this white motherfucker? Yep. No. Rickles. So, Rickles, I'll take it. Yeah. Yep. This white guy whose TV show never got made and you had two minutes at Montreal. See, he grew, you grew up with the Rickles, didn't you? Rickles and the Newhart kids. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. When I first met Rickles, I go, uh, hey, Don, I'm Russell Peters. I'm a comedian. He goes, yeah, yeah, the Indian kid, Indian kid, right? He remembers shit. And I go, oh, wow. And he was like, uh, uh, you know, uh, don't use Fs and Ss and, and, oh and, don't, so and, and don't hurt feelings. I go, no, I don't hurt feelings, but the Fs and Ss are kind of inevitable. And the Cs, and fear me. Yeah. <laughs> the Cs... And the peas, and we'll let you guess what the pea is. But I think, too, with Rickles, you respected it because it was old-fashioned, old-school. And, and because we all looked up to him. Of course, we still do. And I think what's funny about Rickles is his legendary offstage warmth. And I actually was like, I wonder if he really is. And then I just witnessed. Uh, the second time I showed up at his book signing, I didn't be like, oh, hi, it's Lisa, remember me? He fucking just remembered and I'm like, here's an 80-something-year-old guy who remembers who you are and was so kind. And go, come on, Tony, get the picture with me and her. She does the Tony thing o. I do. Tony and you'll go, I love when he goes, she does the thing I do. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Fuck yeah. If I'm yeah. going to steal from anyone, it's you. So I just think sometimes the old school ones just knew how to live their lives better. They got it. They but got they came it. from... We, I mean, they came from more struggle than we came from. 100%. We came from a different struggle. And then I just saw something on Instagram that uh, that made a lot of sense. Uh, this it was some uh, TikTok post some guy posted, but he said, um, "My uh, so my grand my grandfather walked ten miles to work. My father walked five miles to work. I walked two miles to work. My son drives to work in a in a in a car. My grandson drives to work." Uh, 
in a Corvette. Mm-hmm. My great grandson drives to work in a Ferrari. My great great grandson will walk to work. Wow. <laughs> he said, because yeah. the more you struggle, the more you learn how to make you it. You sure do. And the less you struggle, the more you're going to end up being fucked in the long run. Like, you know what? I ended up feeling sorry and compassion for rich kids because I remember I worked at Spy Magazine. Remember? <laughs> yeah, this guy's pit- pitiable. Um, <laughs> pitiable. Remember? But he's honestly the coolest. Have you had therapy? Oh, yeah. Oh, Well, see, could deep. you work on yourself? Because I Completely remember, like, I worked at Spy when it was a startup. I was a journalist before I was a comic. So it was a magazine, very hip, cool, all, you know, lots of money behind it, like JFK Jr. on the front. And um, all these rich, rich, rich Harvard kids worked there. And I was like, how did I get this job? I did a one eight-week, pro- six-week program during the summer at Harvard where you could actually just buy your way into a six-week program. And I was like, they kind of, I tricked them into thinking I was smart. So I was like, okay. But I met a lot of rich kids and I was like, I'd never been around that at all. I mean, we never. grew up really, Same. Middle, so middle class, lower middle class even. And, you, it was your family, one of those, my family was one of those ones that if somebody had air conditioning in their car, we're like, wow. Yeah, no, we didn't have it. They my parents, guess when it. my parents got home air conditioning was when I moved back with them when I started comedy for a year and they felt sorry for me sweating my cunt off upstairs. <laughs> and my father was like, Gloria, we really got to get the AC for Lisa. So anyway, but these kids at this uh, spy, I was like, wow, their parents leave them alone they went to boarding school. I thought it sounded like the saddest life. And then they were telling me about their drug and alcohol struggles and they're sober, thank God, and this and that. And I'm like, oh, you had it much worse than anybody growing up middle class. And it's trauma of whatever. Their, theirs, their problems were harder to fix. Yeah. Ours were motivation. Yeah. We yeah. were motivated and they were like, they were struggling to try and reach that level that their parents had made. Right. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Well, like, look who who you feel sorry for is uh, the kids of um, Woody Allen and Mia Farrow. Like, that's some crazy fucking shit. And they didn't want for anything uh, material-wise, but it, they were all effed up. So you just go, nobody really has it easy. Yeah. Uh, you know? it depends. It's about perspective. It really is. I just wish that, oh, I just love the parents that my brother and my sister are. Like they've just made themselves into really good parents, and I think it's because of who they picked. Of their, they were smart enough to be a, attracted to the right qualities in a person. I just never was, and that's the one um, regret I have: not not having kids because I never wanted kids. It never occurred to me. No. I'm such a badass that if it occurs to me, I get it. Drinking never occurred to me until I was 31. Never, ter- terrible, hated it. 31, I started drinking. Yeah, but you know what I do uh, regret is this fucking not having grandkids, like I say to you. You have nieces and nephews, though, right? That's the shift it took. I went to a shrink once, and we were talking about loss and regret, and she's like, well, why don't you just pretend (laughs) that your nieces and nephews are your grandkids? I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. So I spoil them, and it's fun, and it's like now that they're having kids, I'm expecting my first great, great, whatever the fuck. No, just grand. Great, grand something. This week, and I'm like, oh, I can spoil, make that little one into a spoiled twat, too. <laughs> it's going to be so cute. What do your brother and sister do? My brother used to work for ESPN. He was a producer of SportsCenter. Really? Yeah, so he's a sports guy from way back, and he just retired, so that's cool. Uh, my sister started off at get this stockbroker, and then she was like, fuck this, became a school teacher. Now she works in a school, which, trust me, I have never thought of her as patient. She got a job working at this freaking high school for kids with like social anxiety and shit. Like all of them have special challenges. She's the most patient person I know. What the, and I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? Are you the baby? No, I'm middle. Of course. Oh God. You know, we need attention, which is why I'm sitting here in your freezing cold outdoor porch. Do you want the heat on I again? would like that heat back. Eddie, Eddie? please heat Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah, please. And you got a to go container over there. I'm getting hungry. What's going on? You're hungry. We got food. Oh, good. I might have to have a little mash. We got, we got. Yeah. No, but I mean, I think we all, middle kids seem to need some kind of attention. I, it's either the middle kid or the baby. I'm the baby. See, my brother's the baby and he needs none and hates any attention. He won't even let you put candles on a cake. He's like, I don't want to fucking just Oh, keep I it want attention, me. but I don't like birthday shit. Oh, I do. Like the happy birthday and the cake and all that shit. I'm like, just give me the fucking cake and say happy birthday and walk away. That's because you're fat. You son of a just bitch. No, just kidding. You 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 do not look fat. Your face is a bit round. I will be. Yeah, that's where that's it goes where to show. on me. That's where it goes to on me. Yeah, you're lucky it goes there. You well, know? no, it goes here, but I've been dropping again recently again. Your so. gunt? My you gunt. gunt? No, not anymore. It's, it's gone flat. It's actually kind of nice right no, now. No, you're not oh, terrible. Hey now. I've seen yeah. worse. I've seen worse. Yeah. 
Uh, yes. Eddie, lift up your tits. Um. <laughs> we shouldn't fat shame, but it's so much fun. It's the one last thing you can say. And I'm going to be canceled by them, too. Because no. I got all these um, fat positivity people I follow. Good news, they won't march. <laughs> <laughs> they really liked me, I think, until I got weight loss surgery. Now I'm a traitor. But like, I just kind of wanted to have a little taste of adulthood where I didn't hate how I was from the neck down, you know? Yeah, and yeah. also it's a health thing too. Like I didn't want to die early. How could I rob the world of this gift? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, how can I rob them? I'm going to quit. Yeah, yeah that, that's true too. That's true too. Oh my God. So are we, is it time to eat? I mean, you want, you want to get out of here? We could wrap it up. How long have we been? Uh, an hour and 30 minutes. Oh, what wow. What the wow. fuck? Seriously? Oh, flew by, huh? I've not talked this long. Till I will That's tomorrow awesome. at a way better podcast. <laughs> JK, what love is you. No, my podcast is actually called Losers with a Dream. Seriously, oh. if you don't mind going deep into issues that we all struggle with, but then laughing about them, you should tune in. Lisa Lampanelli, rare form, the new evolved Lampanelli. Suck it, bitch. <laughs> Available where all podcasts. You know what I are. have? I have on my phone. <laughs> what? A drop that you did for one of my DJ friends. Oh my God, was it racist? I'm oh, so I don't know. sorry. He, he was white. I guarantee it was. <laughs> he was white. He, oh no. DJ Spinbad, you did a drop I for. I did. I remember that. I think he had a, he asked me like 12 times and then I got embarrassed and finally did it. He did. Uh, let me see. I have it here on my phone. Oh, here it is right here. Okay, let's hear it. Hey, DJ Spinbad. It's comedy's lovable queen of me and Lisa Lampanelli. I'm in a room with two Indians, a.k.a. San Negroes, oh, three God. blacks, and some other guy who's unidentifiable. We're not sure, but he did commit a crime. Look at him, for God's sake. Anyway, you got to admit this shit is better than Larry King's, that old bastard. That guy's so old, he holds his balls when he takes a shit. Okay. And John Bon Jovi, could he be more of a stuttering prick? Oh, my God, what a retard. And oh, sorry. What about this Mark Hamill, huh? Way to keep those guys up to date. Would you like, who can we get for you next? Mel Torme? <laughs> Fucking Russell Peters. I hate him. Love you, DJ. Bye. Because he had told me, he goes, I got all these celebrities who gave me these drops. And there were three idiots. And I'm just like, but I was friendly with Larry King from the roast. So that's why I had that joke. But uh, I would like to put out a retroactive apology for the <laughs> R word. I do not approve of the R word, although it is a really fun word. And I'm the sorry best. that uh, the world has retarded my growth. And well, that's the proper use of the word, by the way. Isn't it terrible? It well, is. you know it's what? Not. It'll all come back around. Just like the guy with the kid with the Ferrari and all that. It'll all come back. It'll all come back. Maybe when I'm 80, I'll have burned through my money that I supposedly am going to outlive. They, they say, well, I'll live me. Your goal money. Yeah. So, and I'll have to come back. But by then, they'll be starving for Lisa Lampanelli. And they'll, they'll see me on that stage. And you know what they'll say? Who? That's all they'll say. I'm like, who's this grumpy old lady? Who's this grumpy bitch opening for Russell? Brand? You're going to become a throat. You're going to be like the 90s tours that are happening now. Totally. Oh, my God. When you see who's coming back, like O-Town and all that crap, oh, yeah. you're like, how are they even alive? Jefferson Starship's doing a show. Isn't Grace Slick dead? One of, a, bunch of, a bunch of these reunion shows that... I mean, the Eagles are on tour, and they have uh, Glenn Fry's son as the oh, in the band. When they have the son, it gets a little hard. Although, except in one case, when Wolfie did Van Halen's tour, 
And then J- Jason Bonham did the Zeppelin that's one that they did. Too. You know what I want to do? I'm just going to put it out there. Now, all of you casting people who are listening, I think I've demonstrated. <laughs> I don't demonstrated, think there's any, but try. Well, I'm going to say, I'm putting it out there as a wish list. I do not believe in manifesting, by the way, that bullshit where they're like, speak what you want. You'll get it. No, you won't. You're going to die penniless. The reason I believe in I just put myself out there. And I'm going to say to all you casting people, there's one last thing on my, I don't have a bucket list. I have a fuck it list. I will say... <laughs> The one thing I want to do is I want to be on the best show ever. You know my acting from Two Broke Girls and Two Bad Larry from Cable Guy Movies and one David Chase bitch face movie. <laughs> Put me in Cobra Kai as Martin Cove's ex-wife. I'm telling you I want to be in Cobra Kai. You're filming season five. Give Lisa Lampanelli a chance. I am Johnny Lawrence in female form, but not really feminine. Put me on Cobra Kai. Is that not the most greatest show that exists? I've, I've actually never watched it. Here's something more uh, more Best annoying. I've ever. never even watched The Karate Kid. Oh, but that's okay. That's Just watch right. Cobra Kai. It is the Cobra redemption Kai, story love. of yeah. Johnny Lawrence, and that's why it makes it good. You're yeah. a former TV personality, yes. meaning he's done nothing. Basically. No, I used to have, I used to have a, talk, uh, a show on the Discovery Channel. You did? What oh, was yeah. it? Discovering your penis? Because it doesn't exist? Well, you know, I'm a nope. Jew. Small what wieners, it? big pyramids. What is it? It's what called is... Point Man. It was, uh, I went around the world and fixed things for media. Really? Yes. Sounds fascinating. It was awful. And cancelable in the same breath. Yeah. Two seasons <laughs> so, done. Two seasons, but did you you still getting that big discovery residual? Oh checks? yeah, the seventeen cents from Ironside was the with the windfall. I think these were three cents. That's Actually, great. Actually, oh, Discovery Channel money. What what your, what that your father did nets you the most in residuals? Charlie's Angels. So he gets it from like even the remakes because they stole his idea. Yeah. He has to go. They have to go to him to find out if it's approved. It's, can't you put me in that? Yeah, absolutely. I'm fucking great actress. Here, I'll do my line from Two Broke Girls. Here we go. Let's go. Wait, I'm fucking getting in character. He's got to give her a minute. Okay. Uh, She's method. Hey, <laughs> don't touch my hair. I just got it did. Okay? <laughs> All right? You're very good. I am a I terrific actor. I think that was my hotel actor. desk clerk this morning. Yes, yes. So where do you keep that Emmy? I know, exactly. <laughs> Up my labia. <laughs> where it belongs. All right, let's get out of here. I need M&M's. All right, your blood sugar's low. Got it. I want to thank um, my dear friend Clay Roberts for being here. He'll I want to thank him for nothing. He, yeah. When he casts me, you can do the thank you. That's you can right. thank him then. Uh, I got to thank him today. Charlie's Angels, you know what? I could be like, ba- is it Bosley? Bosley. I could be his assistant, like the old cunt who takes notes. <laughs> I could be, watch this, watch this. You be Bosley. Here's my audition. Be Bosley for me. Be say, hey, Angels. Only if we can have that as your credit. Yeah, the old, old cunt who, who takes notes. Go notes. ahead, I'm gonna. I'm look, in. Look, 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 here's the audition. Say, say, be Bosley for me. What minute. if that's just a show we do for you? Why are you not doing my audition? Oh, like, do I already have the part? Okay, yeah. Why don't we just make me a show? Old the, the cunt. Old, the old, old cunt, cunt who takes notes. Who's not watching that? I'm watching what that. What they I'm should do. That. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Here's what they should do: the original Bob Newhart show with you as the therapist, or. Me as Marsha Wallace, exactly sitting at the desk. And then I'll play Newhart. Perfect. We could call it Don't Know Shit. Right. Because you as a therapist, I can't even imagine you helping anyone. (laughs) I give great advice. I don't follow it, but I give great advice. I give great advice, and I do the same. I don't follow it, but I follow the advice you give to others, which is why I'll probably be doing a comedy comeback in 20 years. Yes. Yes, we miss things to I'll shoot for. I only do it if you're still on the road and I get to open. I for will you. still be on the road. 
I literally have been texting all day with the guys on my podcast asking about my dogs because they're watching my dogs. Right. I said, you kill my fucking dogs. You're dead to me. No podcast, no more. That's right. Losers with a dream. Listen every week. Wherever you get your podcast. Episodes every Monday. Lisa Lampanelli killing it as always. Fucking an awesome woman. I don't even need the to end. do the extra, you see, because Lisa just you know, did her own extra. Listen, this is how I do. I'm Clay a very Roberts, big we gave him his extra. We, we, only, we only need to have respect for him till he gives us his TV show. Right. So get going on that, and then we'll give you more credits. <laughs> <laughs> you see? We brought you here to validate you, Clay. Oh, yeah. I need that. I like Clay. <laughs> I was a little nervous about uh, sharing uh, the space with someone. But yeah, I found I, I talked to you more than Russell, which truly makes me feel... I sensed you have more power than him. It's true. Well, he's a Jew. I knew who to suck up to. I'm not stupid. Right. And I'm just a guy in Hollywood. But I made myself Listen, Hollywood like adjacent on purpose. Yeah, he moved out of Hollywood. Where are you now? Florida. Ugh, why? Because he's a Jew. That's where they migrate. I don't like that for yeah. you. I like you here creating opportunities for me and Russell. <laughs> I'm just doing it there for tax reasons. See, boy, they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. And by they, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, I know. About. I mean, oy <laughs> the they. Persians. Oy they. Yes, oy the they. Persians, exactly. All right, I have to go now. Okay. I'm very popular. I've got a dinner engagement. Do Plus, I have to eat something at your house first, so yes. I eat small amounts six times a day. Really? You, you know how your brother is. You got to eat these little fucking meals. It's horrible. No, you can't, yeah, you, get, you can't drink soda anymore, right? I do it anyway. I don't give a fuck. So does my brother. I'm a rule breaker. Love taker. Don't mess around with me. No, seriously. I am like a bariatric spokesperson now. Like I do all these podcasts for them. Let me tell you, I tell those bitches, they go, but you're not supposed to drink soda. I drink it on camera. I said, what's it going to do? I kept my weight off 11 years. How much better could I fucking look? Didn't they say it perforates your... Uh... No, you know what they said? It, it, I, I asked a nutritionist recently. She goes, it, they say it may lead to ulcers. So does everything else. Everything else. So yeah. suck my dick with the soda. <laughs> That's our final Suck note. her dick with the soda in it. That's Suck what the name dick. of this episode is called. Suck my dick for a Diet Coke. That's it. <laughs> we love you. We'll see you next time on the Russell <laughs> Culturally Peters, canceled. Not the Russell, not Russell Brand show. Yes. Russell Brand's mean. Yeah, he's a cunt. He's a cunt and I like it. Peace out, son. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you like the podcast, please be sure to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so more people can find out about it. And if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. And follow us on Instagram at Culturally Cancelled and Culturally RP on Twitter. We're also on YouTube if you want to see what the backyard kind of looks like. You don't really see what the backyard looks like. You just see where my smoking section looks like. And you could probably sneak a peek in the house, you weirdo. Also, we have a phone line now, so call and leave a message. You can ask me about whatever you want to ask me about. Hip-hop, parenting, food, boxing, MMA, relationships, comedy, sex. I don't give a shit. Ask me whatever you want, and I'll do my best to answer your question. If you want to leave a message, the phone number is 424-666-1983. That's 424-666-1983. Until next week, I'm Russell Peters. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.